0: Blessing to be here again, and we want to thank Pastor Todd and Jan, and uh, Pastor Peter, Michael, Pastor Rod and Karen. So glad to see you today, and we want to say thank you to all of you for this opportunity to come and share with you today. You know, I was excited to come, and really, it's a it's a blessing for us uh, to be here. Uh, God is. Awesome. You know, I am almost 50 years old. Almost, almost. In a year, year and a half, I will be 50. And I remember when I came here, I was pretty conservative. And uh, see, I kind of look young, (laughs) older, I am getting and uh, i was at a conference in portland last few weeks and i saw those guys that are preaching and they have those clothes they're wearing i'm kind of like man what do people are wearing nowadays to preach pastor rod but no lisa trying to make me look younger She's really trying, but uh, I can say this is the closer I can get uh, from what I have seen, you know, so trying to be relevant to the you call it millennial, and so I, we can reach out to them and so on so anyway it's it's been good. Uh, really excited to see what God is doing in Haiti and excited to see what God is doing in your midst. And uh, I believe that God has more in store for you, for this house, for this leadership, and for Eastside City Church and this community. So let me share with you a few words. I believe that uh, if... Uh, if you're willing today that the Holy Spirit will, will encourage and challenge you today. If you can turn with me in the book of Romans. I think chapter 12. And I'm going to start reading from verse 9 to 21. This is Paul. He says, Don't just pretend to love others really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. We rejoice in our confidence, confident hope be be patient in trouble and keep on praying when God's people are in need be ready to help them always be eager to practice hospitality bless those who persecute you don't curse them pray that God will uh, pray pray that God will bless them Be happy with those who are happy, and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Hmm. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. This is the verse I really need. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Let's go to Romans 14. In verse 17 says Paul again, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy In the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ. With this attitude. You will please God. And others. Will approve of you. If you serve God. In this. Attitude. What attitude? The life of goodness. And peace. And joy. Verse 19. So then. Let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you, to worship you, to praise you, to adore you. Father, I pray that you will bless our time together. Bless your word. And I pray that you will encourage each one of us today in Jesus name. You know I, I believe that uh, our Heavenly Father knows everything that we need to be successful in life. I, I believe that he knows every one here. And what we need for our families to be successful, for our communities to be successful, and for our town, our cities, and our countries to be successful. So I'm going to share about the peace of God with you today. You know, Paul, in those verses that we just read, is trying to encourage the, the, the Christians, the churches how to be prosperous. Uh, you know, a kingdom divided will never stand. Right? A family that is divided will never stand. So that's why I believe that uh, God knows what we need to be successful in life. A church that is divided will never be successful. Two friends, you know, that is divided will never be successful in life. So I believe God has provided the elements for us. To go forward in life. So, Paul, here in those verses, implies that peace may not be always possible. It may not be always possible, but he said it's an object to be desired. He would say to the people, to the churches, to the Christians, as much as it depends on you, that, that is, do your best to preserve peace. Preserve it. Don't stir up trouble over things of no vital importance. So far as we are concerned, we are to seek peace. But it doesn't always depend on us. We may be attacked one day by snarling, biting dogs. We may be calling upon to defend the truth. But ours is to live peaceably when it's on our power. Live a peaceful life. For one another, with one another, we start no strife or contention. See, Paul and Jesus couldn't always live peaceable with all men. Couldn't always live peaceable for all men. Paul will will reference many times how he was among those who sought to do him harm in second. Corinthians 11, verse 24, 26. Paul referred to the wild beast in Ephesus. He said that Alexander did me much harm. In in 2 Timothy 4, verse 14. Our Lord Jesus did not find it possible to live peaceably with all men. Well, sometime you, you, you will see it. He overthrew the tables of The money changes on two separate occasions. He warned his own disciples. If the world hates me, they will hate you. So the Jews were determined to kill, kill him. Caipha said, This man has got to die for the sin of the nation, for the nations. That's a prophecy. However, no. Jesus nor Paul went about looking to start a fight or stir up trouble. When they faced the difficulty of living peaceably with others, they made sure it was others who stir up the strife. You know, talking about peace, we ought to be. A peace-loving people. In 1 Peter 3, verse 11 and 2 Timothy 2, verse 22, it says, again, command us to seek peace and pursue it. Peace is something we must seek and peace is something we must pursue. Peace is defined as non-warring condition. Like we, There is no war between us. No war. A treaty between two groups, that's peace. There's a treaty between us. And hostility, there is no hostility between us. The state of mutual harmony between two parties, especially in personal relationship. Order. Security, freedom from dissension and strife. Freedom from anxiety and state of serenity, tranquility, silence and stillness. Peace. You know, the biblical definitions of the original word is shalom. It means wholeness, health, security, well-being. Salvation, relationship between man and man, nation to nation, and man and God. Isn't that what God knows what we need? It's the absence of conflict. Sikhism is active and defined as to go in search of. Go after it. You know, if I had, if I lost a $20, uh, $20 bill, and I know it's important for me, what, do, what would I do? I will go and look for it. The verb seek, to seek after. So God will challenge us today to s- seek Peace. Go after it. It's not coming to us. We have to fight for it. We have to look for it. Go on a quest for it. Discover it by searching or questioning to find the solution to a problem to go to. You know, pursue. It's different to seek and pursue. Different as to follow in order to overtake, to capture, to chase, to strive, to gain, attain, to carry, or continue to practice. Wow. You know, in Matthew 9, 5, verse 9, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God blessed are the peacemakers you know we wonder why uh, our churches brothers and sisters can't live together wonder why if we want our church our church and the gospel because listen really the world is looking at us So why are we fighting all the time between us? Why don't we come together as one nation? Holy nation. Holy nation. And do what God has called us to do. You know, God, God has given us what we need. But we're not. Capturing it. We're not grabbing it. <laughs> the peacemakers, they shall be called sons of God. Why are peacemakers referred to as sons of the living God? Because God is peace. You know, Jesus is the prince of peace. You now, Jesus said, come to me. And I will give you rest. It's really another word. Come to me and I will give you peace. Peace is what wholly personify God. And it is his desire to bring every man into right relationship with them through his son to have peace with God and men. When we act our peace, we are expressing God's character to draw people near. Everything that pertains to God has an element of peace. Everything. You know the dove, an animal known for being peaceful is the symbol used to depict Holy Spirit, peace. God's residence, heaven, is the most peaceful place. I'm looking forward to it, where there will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more strife, no more division. There will be harmony and love. We will understand each other. So when, when God speaks or where his presence is, there is a feeling of peace in your spirit. Anywhere peace is absent, God is absent. You want God in your family, in your home? You want peace in your home, in your family? You want peace in your church? You want peace in your marriage? God will be there. So, we are a child of God. So how do we know? A child of God always seek peace. Always. So if something happening in your church, something is happening between you When two brothers and sisters, the best things to do, instead of running away from the problems. Instead of running away from the situation. Instead of not talking to each other. The best way is to go and face it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can be a blessing to our community here, stop departing, running away, because that is not going to solve the problem. Find a way to make it work. You have a greater calling. You have a a higher calling over your life. The enemy wants to steal it from you. You know, I'm not going to let the devil take away what God has given me. This is my church. I pray for you all the time. This is my pastor, Pastor Todd and Jan. Pastor Caring and Pastor Ron, you are my pastor. We love you. We love this church. We want you to be prosperous. (laughs) The enemy wants to come and destroy what God has done. But we have to stand and say no. Hallelujah. Peace. Let's work it out. Let's search for it. Let's go after it. It's not easy as long as it's depend on you. Live at peace with all men. You know, someone who pursue peace, pursue after peace, will not mind being the first to apologize. Even when the other party is at fault, when you say sorry, you are making for peace. Many of us would rather justify our action than say sorry. It is pride to be at fault and still refuse to apologize. So most of the conflict between couples could have been resolved with a simple sorry but because both parties refuse to apologize and say sorry, things get out of hand. If care is not taken, it could lead to divorce, distraction, hurt. You know, it takes a loving husband to say sorry when he is wrong. It's really take a loving pastor to say sorry when he is wrong. It takes a loving friend to say sorry. And that's what will determine our royalty. That we're loyal to one another. Money cannot buy peace. The peace of God. You may have lots of money. And you still don't have peace. You may have Everything that is in the world and still don't have peace. What can the peace of God do for you? You know, as human beings, we always want to know what is in in it for me. What will be the benefit of, you know, or profit before I agree to this peace you are talking about? If I go for this peace you are talking about, will it solve all of my problems? No. Which problem would it solve? I don't know. But Jesus promises in John 14 said, Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You know, let me give you a few benefits of the peace of God. You know, when you are at peace, when you have the peace of God, it gives you good health. Many people are sick. Some are are hospitalized because they lack the peace of mind. This peace will give you a rested soul and body. It will keep away worries, stress, depressions, high blood pressure, and heart-related diseases. That's what God knows we need to give a good life, good health. Secondly, well-being and positive mindset. People who enjoy peace and are positive-minded, they expect the best of everything. Amen? They think positively of people and situation. They don't get worked up, thinking that, you know, thinking that things will suddenly go wrong. No, they, they are not the kind of people. They expect the best for one another. They expect the best for uh, in every situation. When we have the peace of God, it gives us hope and wholeness. The peaceful are hopeful, and the hopeful are peaceful. When you are hopeless, you will become helpless. The peace of God is a powerful ingredient in building your hope. You will know that everything will work out for your good and you will expect it to be so when you have hope. So I want to challenge each one of you today. I want to encourage you to, today. Let's live in harmony. Let's seek the peace of God let's build up our relationship you know when we have peace the peace of god it's it's you know it's create a better working environment you know have you ever worked with someone who fights with everybody and everything that's not a good environment god is good God loves us. God provide what you need. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's serve him. Allow him to work with us. And it will give you favor. When we have peace of God. I want to encourage you. Work together. Come together. Let him, God bless and restore everything that the enemy has stolen from us. Amen. If you're here today and you don't have that peace, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, the peace of God that restores everything. I want to encourage you to find it. You will not find it anywhere else except in Jesus. So if you're here and you don't have that peace, I know what kind of situation you might, I don't know what kind of situation, maybe lack of finances. You don't have work and those things can take away your peace. Jesus is your source today. We would like to pray with you. And I would would like to ask the prayer team to come. And if you hear your prayer, come. Let Jesus touch you. Allow him to fill you today. Allow him to heal you today. Come to Him and say, "I am. I destroy everything that's stopping me, hinder me from living and harmony." Come and allow God to touch you and speak to you.
1: You know, we have an opportunity this morning to respond to this word. And I just want to highlight a few things that Pastor Mark shared because I believe there's more people that need to respond here today. You know, what he shared is that we can't control what other people will do. We can't control that there are going to be people that are going to hate us, oppose us, come against us. But what we can control is what goes on in our own heart, and our own spirit. And either we will be people that say, you know what, God, I want to live in peace, or we'll be people that continue to stir up our own issues and our own troubles. And so I believe that for some of you here today, God's challenging you to say, hey, I want to walk in that peace. I want God to lead me with peace in my relationships.